0: Welcome to the Texas Conflict Coach Radio Program. If you have ever experienced or engaged in destructive or unresolved conflict, then you know it leads to broken relationships, distrust, and damaging results. Our program will help you manage and resolve conflict effectively with strategies, valuable resources, and support. I am your host, Patty Porter. My guest hosts, Dina Zemeta and Stephen Kotev, along with our guest experts will share our experiences raise your awareness and give you food for thought we will share with you problem solving strategies no matter what your situation is at work with neighbors or friends family and partners tune in or join in the conversation every tuesday evening Well, welcome, listeners, to our Conflict Chat, Ripped from the Headlines. I am your host, Patty Porter, along with my special guest host, Stephen Kotev. The last Tuesday of every month, we discuss the hottest topics in the news, as well as take your live calls to listen to your conflict situation. We give you tips and guidance on, on your next steps to resolving the problem. Now, tonight, we invite you to engage with us. You can do that in a number of ways. You can call us, so if you're listening on the line, right now. Uh, you can call us at 347-324-3591. That's our phone and you can press the number one key so we, you, we know that you want to speak to us. So again, that's 347 347- Three two four three five nine one. We also, if you're listening on the computer and haven't noticed, uh, we do. If you'll just scroll down the page, you'll see the chat room open. I see that someone is in with us now, so welcome guests. And you can leave your comment or questions in the chat box so that we can talk with you that way as well. Uh, and finally, you can also tweet us at TX Conflict Coach and follow our Twitter feed using the hashtag #ConflictChat. So. We're excited that you're here with us tonight. You can listen to all our archived programs at texasconflictcoach.com. So I have Stephen back with me. Welcome back to our Conflict Chat.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Patty. It's always a joy to be here.
0: Well, so tonight we were, you know, Stephen and I were having this conversation about, you know, what are, you know, what could we, you know, pull right from the headlines just a few days ahead of the program so we can have the freshest content, like what's going on out there that's causing a lot of conflict or that would be, you know, fodder for us to talk about because we are about conflict management and conflict resolution and uh, what's going on out in, in the world and how does it affect everyday people. And so, again, uh, unless we get uh, live Callers, which we hope you'll do, or or again uh, join us in the chat room and and type in your question or conflict about your situation. But we're going to talk about mean tweets, right? Nasty things that people post on Twitter or other social media networks. So, did you hear about uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Live? Or get a chance to watch that, uh, Stephen?
1: Steven? the where they uh, you're talking about where they had President Obama on?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, I, I I did get to see it, and I I, I completely agree with you that uh, of the things that are happening recently, this is a classic one that gets a lot of people in trouble.
0: Absolutely. So, if you did not hear about it, folks, you know sometimes we don't t- turn on the television or listen to the radio, and so we're not really privy to what's going on in the world. Uh, but Jimmy Kimmel, which has a, a TV program, a night, late night kind of comedy talk show. Uh, had President Obama uh, on his show, and they had this was actually the second time, and I didn't even know this. This is the second time that uh, he had President Obama actually read mean tweets about him. Now, of course, President Obama was very humorous about the whole thing and was reading it with a lot of comedy and fervor, so you can actually see it on YouTube or on the Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, but what was interesting is You know, it's not surprising. We didn't have to have the President Obama reading the mean tweets, but it's not surprising that we hear about or even see in our own Twitter feed or maybe our Facebook live feed or Google Plus or whatever social media network you're using some of the people, some of the things that people say that, you know, just has you like scratching your head, like, I can't believe they just said that. I mean, have you seen that yourself? Because I know you're on uh, social media, Stephen.
1: Yeah. You know, it's one of those. Things where, I, I'm trying to remember what the phrase is, but it, it's it's something where a lot of times if you're not right next to that person or in the same room as that person, you say things that you wouldn't say. And to me, social media is probably the worst example of that, you know, where people pretty much think they can say whatever they want and um, – You'll never meet that person. you'll never have to look them in the eye and uh, in a sense, have to see what your words how your words affect them.
0: You know exactly, you know, and for whatever reason, people in very high public profile, whether that's politicians, celebrities, uh, anyone in a high public profile. Uh, will certainly uh, be fodder for a lot of mean nasty rude comments certainly we have talked about on our show how people have used uh, technology and social media to cyber bully uh, to uh, do sexting all kinds of things so this is not new um, in terms of what we've talked about on the show but I want to give a couple of examples uh, from Jimmy Kimmel live and actually show a couple of other examples I actually looked it up on meanest tweets uh, on Twitter um, and and so, for those of you who didn 't get to see the Jimmy Kimmel live uh, program, here's a couple of things that uh, President Obama was having a little fun with uh, So the first thing that they that shows up is and this is and what was interesting is that they read out loud not only what the tweet said exactly because people can only write one hundred and was one hundred and forty eight characters, so they 're not long. But what they get, what people do, is they get exposed. Now we don't know if this is the real person's name, but most times people will put their real picture, their real name, and then their Twitter name. So you you, you get exposed by having written these things. So uh, according to this one, Donald Trump from his uh, Twitter handle, Real Donald Trump, he said, President Obama will go down as perhaps the worst president in the history of the United States. And, of course, you know, uh, Obama, President Obama, he actually responded very funny uh, with, well, at Real Donald Trump, at least I will go down as a president and then he drops his phone. You know, he did the whole phone drop thing. So it was really quite funny and how he chose to respond to that. Um you know, then there's some that are very like totally ridiculous and you're like, what? So like one said, My mom bought new conditioner and it sucks. It even it isn't even conditioning my hair and I blame Obama. And it's like, what does that have anything to do with Obama? Just people are putting stuff, you know, out there. Sometimes I think it's meant as a joke. Like this gentleman, he said, uh, Barack Obama, bro, do you even lift? You know, implying, uh, you know, his physique, et cetera. So those kinds of things, you know, go on and on and on that people will say. And sometimes I think they do it in a joking way, but sometimes I think their their intention is to be, you know, I don't know, fill in the blank, mean, I don't know, what would be some other intentions that people do this? So,
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it is something where you never know, what's going on um, when folks say things. You know, there's obviously some that are um, meant as a joke or um, they're not really blaming that person. It's just um, something that they feel... uh, is a easy is an easy target. You know, the the one about okay, my conditioner works thanks Obama. You know, I've seen this one over and over on Facebook where, you know, it it doesn't matter what happens, they they blame somebody else for it. You know, um uh the airlines uh are delayed, you know, that's your fault. There was a national uh there was a natural disaster, that's your fault. Um you know, I see this a lot, you know, in somebody who gets blamed in the office you know usually it's the boss but it it doesn't always have to be the boss but it'll be like oh okay you know the reason why my day is miserable is because of somebody else and you know to me that sort of thanks obama one is like the classic example of that
0: Exactly. You know, it's being that blame, and you know, a lot of times we sit behind the computers, and like you said, we don't we don't know these people directly, and so there's some kind of maybe they feel there's an anonymity or a level of safety, or somehow they feel powerful uh, or in power to have a voice although it's not a voice that's constructive or productive uh, if anything you know you know it depends on how people look at that and, and, and the implications about these kinds of tweets um, you know is what are the implications for doing this right it perpetuates conflict I mean either it perpetuates conflict with the individual who it's targeted to or it kind of has this group think uh, approach, you know, where people start bandwagging on, oh, yeah, and then they, and then they add and add and add, uh, you know, to the mean tweets. Um, before you know it, people start to believe uh, some of the things that are on there as if they're fact, when, and all it is is just, you know, opinion or people's perspective, but they're doing it in a very destructive and, and negative and nasty way
1: and and that's one of the things that's really really interesting for me about about Twitter is is that you know fundamentally it's about you know communicating with other people but what we see that's so interesting is 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 that normally if you're having a conversation you you pretty much know who is in the room with you when you have that conversation for the most part you know who you're talking to and once you start getting social media and things like that in, you don't really know who's paying attention because, yeah, you know, you have your Twitter followers, and you know, there's a certain number of people you know who will directly watch it. But now with Twitter, you can quickly retweet something, and then it will go out to a bunch of people who you don't even know um, whether or not it will be received. And how it'll be received. And there's been situations where people have lost their job because they've, in a sense, made a joke to their close friends, and somehow or another that gets retweeted, and then somebody's boss is looking at that, you know, because it, you know, the person who tweeted it out originally says where they work, and then, you know, it's like, okay, well, that wasn't the message that I was intending to send to everybody. This was something that was only sent to one person. And when you see all these Social media statements that people make, a lot of times they're not taking into account who it is that's actually going to hear it.
0: Well, I'm so glad that you said that. You know, this whole month has been actually around workplace conflict. And as you were saying, people at work, I don't know how many times we've heard in the media, on Facebook, whatever whatever the venue is where some, an employee is upset about their boss, something that they did, or maybe they're upset about something completely different, but they speak on behalf of the company, and that gets them in trouble. And that's part of being out there in the social media world is that you are exposed. You know, you are putting your information out there, your thoughts, your opinions, even if you... Let's say I was talking to someone not too long ago about how they were masking their identity by having another name. And I said, But you have to be really careful because if your picture is up there, people can find you. I mean, they can still track you, they can still find where you might be showing up, even if you're, it, for example, my Twitter handle is TX Conflict Coach. It's not Patty Porter, but because of my presence in, this, you know, in the technology inter- Internet world, people can easily find out that i'm patty porter so if i was you know texting social media whatever it is that i'm doing and i'm putting out nasty opinions uh they're going to quickly find me so i'm going to be exposed and there's been a lot of employees who've been fired uh because of the nasty mean types of tweets that they've made about other people or that they've made about their company or about their boss so people you have to be aware that you're not hidden you're not anonymous
1: (laughs) Well, and that's a really big generational thing that I think is also important. You know, as as we're getting closer to the holidays, as we're thinking about who we work with, you know, I see a real big generational difference uh, between how, um, say, a Gen Xer and a millennial, you know, stereotypically. You know, there's always going to be somebody who says, oh, not me. But overall, if you look at how a millennial looks at social media, they pretty much put everything up out there. And, you know, you, you can find out what they had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, they, they've got stuff like Instagram where, you know, there's constant feed of things that are coming up. And you know, there's a lot that that people put out about themselves. And that in and of itself is a big difference for somebody who wasn't used to that and isn't used to that, somebody who maybe is a little bit older. And there is that thing of, okay, well what actually are people paying attention to because you know a lot of times the advice that people are given is is like well you really shouldn't put that out there because then it's permanent you know quote unquote but i think some folks don't even think about okay well if i put that out there if i say that is anybody going to pay attention to it but this whole thing with mean tweets right that was basically somebody who who said something about the president but who who's like well who's paying attention well you know, this big TV show, Jimmy Kimmel was paying attention, and lo and behold, here's the president reading the thing that you were saying about them, you know, and how many folks thought that that's what was, that was going to happen to him.
0: Right. And imagine how embarrassing that must have been for them uh, to have it read out loud. Not only read out loud, but they—they they, their, their Twitter handle, missed, most of them had their names attached to it. Now, they might think, oh, I made television or whatever. And some people might thought, oh, that was just a joke. They took it too seriously. And that's something that often happens in not just in the workplace but in a lot of things where people will use that type of uh, abrasion if you will or aggression uh, because they're upset about something and they'll use sarcasm uh, or inappropriate humor and it's just oh that was just a joke I, w- it w- I really didn't mean it but really there was something inside that had some you know piece of truth for that so you know, so maybe these, uh, this Twitter, or, you know, Twitter or Facebook is this outlet for them because they don't feel safe being able to have a voice. But in, but when they do have a voice, they do it in a way that's, you know, very destructive. Now. Um, I was going to share a couple things on um, mean tweets actually about other people but before we do that uh, you are tuned in to the Texas Conflict Coach blog talk radio program and this is our monthly conflict chat ripped from the headlines and where Stephen Kotev and I are talking about mean and nasty tweets you know have have you yourself ever posted nasty tweets and, and maybe you know you have to think about you know do I intend it to be that way um, we see kids um, you know in the we, in our back-to-school series that we do every August, we talk a lot about, and there's a lot of education out there about you know, educating uh, young folks, because you were talking about the generation gap and, and the, how the younger folks will use these venues as a way to communicate. Uh, but there has to be this level of education about how are we doing that and how are we uh, using that, taking that power, but to, to abuse it. Um, and, uh, in fact, we uh, next... Next year, as we're starting to plan for next year, uh, there's actually National Safer Internet Day. And we found an organization called Cyber Smile Foundation. And they're all about raising education and awareness about how are we using the Internet in a safe way and how we engage with people. So I look forward to uh, hoping to have them there to educate us more. Um, So when I was looking at mean tweets, there's actually a, a Twitter handle, meanest tweets and i was just you know most of it i think is usually around celebrities it doesn't matter whether television or movie or you know music um but for example um this one was actually on u.s women's basketball and uh someone it was a tweet what they do is they retweet and put it all in one thread uh, and, and someone wrote in here i'm pretty sure u.s women's basketball should be illegal right i'm like what <laughs> Who would write that? You know. Now I'm I'm going to all these places because here here's the thing: we make assumptions about what these things mean and i might make the wrong assumption about what that means and then add another piece to the thread right and then it can go in all kinds of different nasty directions so that was one and then the other one was ryan secrets is an embarrassment to women everywhere i'm like uh, so i'm reading these and i'm like i'm almost in this oh my gosh moment like people really write this stuff but they do they do they do
1: they do (laughs) well and and i again it it's the thing of if you're with your friends at a bar and you've had a couple drinks people will say some stuff that they think is kind of funny again you know like with the president obama there there's certain people who deliberately wanted to go and insult the guy and they were pretty good at it uh mm-hmm. most of the time though when you're dealing with people especially people that you see every day they don't forget this stuff You know, I think a lot of times people feel like, oh, well, I put it on social media and who cares, but there are people who care. And I think, you know, as folks who deal with people who have problems all the time and people who get upset about what happens to them, you know, this is where I really feel like it's an important thing for people to take notice of because, you know, it sort of sounds like a good idea at the time, but usually it doesn't go over the way you want it to. And then it's like, well, do you want to deal with this? Do you want to have to answer to somebody or have them, you know, make a decision about you, make an opinion of you that, you know, you don't really think is true? And, and, and I think that's a lot of times what I, where I think folks really need to pause and and think about it before they do it.
0: Now, the th- interesting thing is, is that here's another impact, you know, so we, we talked about how does it, you know, one, you become exposed, two, people assume or make interpretations about you and your motivation for saying these things, um, and then it perpetuates the conflict in that, you know, it, be- it can literally become a feud online, right? And not mm-hmm. just online, but it beca- it can also, you know, move into something even worse offline, And I think people need to be aware uh, that things can be blown out of proportion very, very quickly. Uh, And certainly, we've seen that, you know, again with very high-profile, you know, uh, celebrities. But we we see and hear, and and of course, we hear about that more often because that's what makes the media and journalism and news. Uh, But there's a lot of people who've been uh, just normal, everyday people who have been at the brunt of these types of fighting and picking and feuding, and then just like you would. Like for example in the workplace, you know we start feuding with each other. Well, my friend believes in me, and before you know it, we become we have two cliques and we're polarized. And this group is over here, and this group is over here. And in the in the you know virtual world, you have that same dynamic that's happening, uh, and people are lashing out. They're hashtagging it, right? They're uh, you know they and they're you know making you know snide remarks. They're you know giving maybe cryptic messages and sometimes. Sometimes very ambiguous, and people read into that, and it just you know grows to something very nasty and sometimes hopefully uh, not in a way where someone gets injured by it in, in any physical manner but I, we've heard about those things as well
1: yeah i I often feel that with the social media situation you're you're creating a distance that a lot of times people aren't even paying attention to. And, you know, the interesting thing for me about the whole mean tweets, because, you know, Jimmy Kimmel has done, you know, lots of different actors and, and, and actresses and haven't them put them out there. And fundamentally, they're people like anybody else. And they are, you know, putting themselves out in the public eye and all that stuff. But basically, you know, they, they hurt just like anybody else. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we don't realize that because, in a sense, it's like we want the quick attention. We want the retweet. We want the, the laugh. We want to get a bunch of likes. And, you know, you can do that. And there's, there's people who basically – that's what they do for fun, and we call them trolls. You know, that's what the, that's what the internet mm-hmm. has named them. And literally, um, all they want to do is get bad attention.
0: Mm. And, and that could very well be true now if you are someone who is at the brunt of that I mean first of all don't my suggestion would be not to engage in that because I think what we do is we go into defensive mode we're trying to protect our reputation we're trying to protect who we are you know you got the whole Kardashian thing that there was an article about did she fake some you know theft that was in Paris and now she's suing the, the journalist who wrote the article and et cetera, et cetera. and of course it's all over the place you know but if you are you know just an everyday person right i know we're talking about celebrities we're talking about public officials and things of that nature and we know we've known over the years and the, the work that we've done around cyber bullying and raising awareness around sexing, things of that nature, that people really do get very hurt by this. And, you know, with youth, uh, that can end up in suicide because they take those things so seriously. So the first thing I would suggest is disengage. Don't even engage or feel compelled that you have to defend your reputation. I mean, on on one hand, you you want to defend your reputation, but I think you have to be very careful because you could really feed uh, the Twitter mean, nasty, you know, uh, you know, nasty posts. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse. And so if you have to defend yourself, you know, you have to think about how am I going to do that? And at what point do I disengage from it?
1: Yeah. And a real good rule of thumb in dealing with social media is you want to, um, make an offer to deal with, to talk with them out, um, offline. If you're getting somebody who's trolling you, you wanna go and you wanna be able to say, hey, I'm happy to talk to you off the internet. And you wanna make that offer publicly. So if you're getting trolled, you wanna make that offer publicly, whatever the forum is to say, hey, let's talk about this offline. And then you know, if they troll you again, you make the same offer. If they troll you a third time, you don't respond. Because I think what people don't realize is is that a lot of folks who are trolling, they just want the attention. And I think that's one of the things that's very easy to happen when you get into conflict with people. When you legitimately get angry about something, it's like somebody has gone and literally hooked you. They've got you right by the cheek, and they're pulling you along. And when you exactly. do that, you, you start acting in a way that is the exact opposite of what you need to do. And that feeds exactly into what they want.
0: Well, and I'm so glad you brought up the word troll or trolling or internet troll because it's it's no different than when you're in a workplace and you're emailing or you're you know, because people when they get into conflict they don't want to talk to each other so they avoid each other but now they hide behind their emails and, uh, and it's a different so trolling is more like that internet as you said offensive internet exchange uh, but it's taking that bait you know a lot of times in my training or coaching I'm like are you taking the bait do you recognize mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bait <laughs> mm-hmm. remember that's an ink fish <laughs> that's probably not the right word for the fish but those fish or octopus that put out ink and you're like, stay away from it, don't take the bait. And that's what you're basically saying, you know, is don't take the trolling bait, you know, uh, that's going on. So that's a great strategy and a great tip around that. But it's the same thing that we see in the workplace, but it's just in a different format. It's a different world that we're living in right now.
1: Well, what's important about that is is that if you show that you want to engage and you want to engage in, in a sense of – I don't want to say a grown-up matter in a mature manner, in a manner that isn't about, in a sense, um, you know, sort of acting like they do. You know, If you're just going to try to handle it like an adult and you do that and then they don't respond, then it's obvious that all they're really about is hurting you. And there mm-hmm. may be some people who think that's great. And there may be some people who think that's the most terrible thing in the world, but the remaining, you know, group of folks, which is usually like, you know, between 60 and 80 percent, aren't really going to pay attention to it anymore. And then, you know, that person, that troll doesn't have the power, but it has to come back to you to make that choice of, okay, what's my self-worth? what's important to me, how do I want to behave, and does this really matter? Because I think a lot of times, especially if you're young, you know, what people say about you they think is true. And that's what you were talking about before about people committing suicide. You know, and that's just tragic.
0: Yeah, that and it is, especially with really, you know, young and not just, you know, we're not just talking teenagers or people in middle school. I mean, even adults who you know who didn't grow up in this world, in this online world, and they're like, "Wow, why are they targeting me? Why are they?" And maybe they didn't even know that person, but you know, it's it's it can be very very tragic. And so, um, so one of the the strategies you just shared, and I want to emphasize again as we uh, start to look at closing uh, the program, is you know, is is engage publicly with let's talk offline, I'd like to work this through with you or I want to understand, you know, why you're upset with me so that they see that the person is responding in a way instead of, you know, attacking with more, uh, you know, inflammatory remarks uh, or blaming, you know, you're using your defense strategy in a destructive way, uh, you know, publicly say, let's talk offline, Uh, let's private message uh, each other on Facebook, let's get on LinkedIn, let's get on Skype. Uh, if you want to talk, I wouldn't necessarily say, "Hey, let's go meet in person somewhere." Especially if it's someone that's a stranger, I don't know that I would feel safe about that. Um, but I would definitely say, "Let's talk offline." Um, you know about what's going on, and you know, is there something going on that I'm unaware of that's happened that you're, you're t- that. You know you're targeting me, um, you know. And if it is a complete stranger, you have no idea who they are, and maybe they've seen some profile and and they're they're like you said trolling, baiting you. I, I think part of it is is like, do you is this a time to disengage? Is this a time to even notify? Uh, Facebook has some real good safety measures. LinkedIn has some good safety measures. Um, I'm not sure about Twitter. I would imagine they do. I'm not as up to uh, up to uh, up to date about that. And maybe you know Stephen, but I know if you were. To reach out to Facebook or Google Plus or um, uh, LinkedIn, if there was an issue, that they would definitely take down any threads or protect someone. So, but I don't—I'm not sure about Twitter.
1: Yeah, I I think you're. I'm sure that there's a way to report abusive behavior, and there's a Twitter Help Center. And if you just go and Google that, that that stuff will come up. You know, they 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 do try to um, uh, monitor that kind of stuff. So you do have some recourse. You should have some recourse through whatever platform you're using. Again, I wouldn't put any faith in that, you know, in the sense of a lot of times you're going to have situations where they may or may not be as responsive as you want, and um, I feel like a lot, of, a lot of the real things that are important is for you to pay attention to yourself, And a a lot of times when people are are doing things and saying things that are really nasty to you, you have to kind of sit back and say, well, how much power am I giving them? You know, I know um, of situations where, especially with women, where uh, there'll be women in certain positions where there'll be like, um, there'll be a writer, there'll be a, a movie director, and they'll be sort of taken apart as being terrible. And, you know, they will say this person is horrible. And, um, the the, the the woman has to be able to sort of say, you know, I'm not afraid of you. And that's an easy thing to say, and it's sometimes going to be a really hard thing to do. But when you show that it doesn't get under your skin, all that type of nasty stuff that folks say to you, it really loses a lot of power.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did just look up very, very quickly, um, you know, Twitter does have – uh, a way to not only report abusive behavior or messages but they do say that if you've received a threat a viable a, a credible threat that you feel fear for your own or somebody else's physical safety they strongly encourage you to contact local law enforcement and I, I you know as I understand local law enforcement is really get on getting on top of this whole social media and technology and and looking at these things much more seriously certainly in the cyber Bullying world uh there are even some some states that have laws against that and people can be uh you know charged with different uh levels of uh, misdemeanor or even uh, federal uh crimes uh, but they they say here on twitter that law uh, law enforcement will um make sure, you know, what, you know, check kind of the, the validity of the threat, investigate the source, especially if it's ongoing. Uh, and so that was one of the suggestions they make in terms of those those types of threats. Uh, but there there definitely is some things around, you know, filing a report, abusive messages, uh, but, you know, how well they respond to that, I'm really not sure. But uh, But they definitely have a whole set of policies there. Um, that you can go to the support.twitter.com about what you should do if you find yourself in in that manner. So, Any other final things that are coming to mind for you, uh, Stephen, in terms of other tips or strategies uh, from what we've already talked about? I
1: I would say in, in many circumstances when you see this stuff and you start to take it personal, take a break, walk away, talk to somebody who you really know and care and and who really cares about you and let them help you take a look at what's being said. Because a lot of times people make things a lot worse than they need to be. You know, you have to take it into account. Well, who is saying this? What does it matter? And a lot of times we have to realize, you know, it's not that important. It's not something that really tells you and defines who you are. So, you know, when you're in those circumstances where somebody's making some sort of insinuations about you or those type of things, you know, really take a breath, get out of that emotional state for a second and mm-hmm. give yourself a chance to really settle down. And once you do, you're going to probably see it in a totally different light
0: yeah no, absolutely taking that step back is for sure and that's that's a common you know strategy we give a lot of people, even in face to face complex take a step back, take a breath and then think about how you want to approach, uh, you know, this situation differently. And uh, it's really using some of the same strategies, but in an online world. And you do have resources, and there are policies, and there is help out there, so you're not alone if you find yourself in the situation um, that we've been talking about today. So, Stephen, thank you so much for having this conversation with me today, and thank you guests for joining us in the chat room. Uh, I appreciate our graduate intern who is a live. life Tweeting for us tonight. Thank you, Anne. Uh, listeners, we invite you to browse our podcast library and see our upcoming Tuesday night programs at Texas conflictcoach.com in November we're really focused on holiday conflicts we have a great variety of speakers on a variety of ways that conflict shows up whether in your family in your workplace Uh, even uh, Stephen and I are going to talk about the day after the elections on November uh, 8th we're going to talk about how do you handle uh, some of those conversations the day after so I'm looking forward to doing that with you Stephen.
1: Absolutely. I, I think that's a really important one. This election has been a really very, very passionate, very, very difficult time for everybody. And somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. So, so tune in. We're going to do it actually on the 8th. And you, we'll give you some, some really good tips for how to, how to keep it together if you win and how to handle it if you don't.
0: Now yeah, that that that's that's going to be an exciting show that night, especially with the TV on. And you're seeing the numbers, and we're like, okay, guys, let's get ready for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Definitely the day after. Stephen, this was a lot of fun tonight. Really enjoyed uh, learning uh, some things, even from you, as I was uh, kind of researching it uh, as you were talking, and uh, and just hopefully, listeners, that you've uh, taken some uh, strategies away and some things to think about uh, if you find yourself in this situation. Uh, listeners, we encourage you to embrace conflict courageously and address it constructively. So until next time. Thank you for listening to the Texas Conflict Coach. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can find all of our podcasts archived to listen at your convenience at texasconflictcoach.com or download the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. You can also become a Facebook fan of Conflict Connections or Twitter me at TXConflictCoach.com.